Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. How are you going? Good, how are you? Good. Um, lockdown number six. I know. <laughs> what the heck? I was literally thinking to myself, it's funny because your name's Lockie and like <laughs> lockdown, and then I'm Karina, which everyone is calling Karina. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it we're like so quickly yesterday, didn't it? it oh my like, gosh! In snapped. a couple of hours, yeah, we were just like done. You know, I'm so wrapped because I took yesterday off. Oh, did you? Literally because I had a, like this thing happen with my hair. It's like the longest story. I don't want to bore everyone. <laughs> but I said to Danny, I'm like, I have to like get my hair fixed. My nails went down. I just needed a me day. So I mm. took yesterday off and thank goodness I did. Oh, yeah. I'm desperate for my nails done. Obviously, can't get it for a week now. Oh, I would have been a savage today. Mm. God. So I'm, I am feeling fresh as in um, I'm fully groomed, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> Like, oh, that's the worst. At least no one's going to see you. So, it, I mean, it doesn't matter because yeah. it's not like you're going anywhere. So Yeah, that's true. Um, but how's the rest of your week been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. It doesn't, doesn't end. end. I know. It's like never ending. I know. Sounds so depressing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all life is, is just work. Work and uh, lockdown, work and lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you can go past 5Ks for a walk. Every oh, second no. weekend. <laughs> oh, no. So stupid. So stupid. But luckily we have crime keeping us busy, Lockie. We do. Um, so I don't know whether. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just getting my shit together. Um, what else? Sorry. Do you have anything to do with uh, Olive? Any fun, cute stuff? Um, not really, to be honest. No. She's been a bit uh, boring this week. She's been sleeping a lot. <laughs> Has she? Yeah. Heaps, actually. I think she's just like hit an age where she's just maybe not so poppy anymore. Um, are you ready for this week's case? I'm very ready. Okay, now pop your goggles on and let's yep. do this. Let's go. The escape of the three young women in Cleveland gives hope to families still waiting for missing loved ones to return. And that's true here in the mountains with the Zeb Quinn case. Twelve years ago, the teenager was last seen in Asheville after he left work. News 13 Cheryl Barber talked with his mother and he joins us live at the place where Quinn's car was found. Cheryl, any new developments in the Zeb Quinn case? No, no new leads have developed for years in this case, but the teenager's mother is holding out hope that someday she'll have some answers. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about Zeb and wonder where he is. It's a loss without closure, with plenty of clues, but no resolution. Wonder what he would be doing now if he was still with us. Zeb's mother, Denise Vlahakis, has only pictures and memories of a son with a bright future, working at Walmart on Hendersonville Road. He left there on the night of January 2nd, 2000, was last seen at a sit-go convenience store on Long Shoals Road around 9.30 p.m. His light blue Mazda showed up two weeks later at Little Pig's Barbecue, lips painted on the rear window in lipstick. His mother has some hope he could have been kidnapped and is still alive. 
Since we've never found his body, there's, in the back of my mind, there's always the possibility. Um, in Zeb's case, I think that there's so, so many other pieces of information that we have that lead more to the probability of foul play. But until, you know, I just, until you find, we find his body, um, in the back of my mind, there's always a, a little bit of hope. That hope became a joyful reality for families of three girls who escaped captors after 10 years of imprisonment in Cleveland. The suspects are in custody. Denise says this is the justice she hopes for in her son's case. I'm very happy for the families, of course, um, and great that they're going to have a relatively um, good outcome from all of this. Um, it does show that a lot of times there is definitely hope. I will always hang on to hope that somebody will come forward someday at some point. Now, Denise has formed a group called Families Pursuing Justice to increase awareness about missing persons. She's planning events that will highlight cases in the mountains in the hopes of developing new leads for police to check out. Reporting live in Asheville, I'm Cheryl Barber, News 13. Okay, so this week we'll be discussing Zeb Wayne Quinn. He was 18 years old. He was from Asheville, North Carolina. So his parents divorced when he was really little and he didn't have a relationship with his dad till a lot later in his life. But he was like especially close with his mum and his sister. Now, there are reports that he didn't have a lot of friends and he struggled to fit in. And this could be because he had a learning disability. But all in all, like I feel like um, he seemed like such a nice and just trustworthy kid, you know. Yeah, reliable. Reliable, exactly. So um, he had recently bonded, though, with a girl named Misty Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just her name makes me laugh. Oh, no. It sounds really bad, but <laughs> it, 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 like I guess Misty just sounds like trouble, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was 19 when they met and she actually they actually met at Zeb's like stepfather's Christmas party. Yeah. Um, and they, I guess they like, you know, just clicked from there. The only thing was Misty was actually engaged. Yeah. And his name was Wesley, wasn't it? Yeah. Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it said that their rela- relationship was quite abusive, mm. but they had a baby together. Okay. But I feel like this didn't stop Zeb from being like infatuated with her. Yeah, and it didn't stop something from forming. So that's a bit weird, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So Zeb had told his family and friends that Misty's boyfriend, Wesley, had actually found out about their, I'm going to air quote, friendship Mm. and had threatened him. Mm. And this was only like four days before he had disappeared. Um, She actually cut off all communication with him. With Zeb, yeah. Yeah, and even, like, I've seen all different sort of, like, reports and stuff, but one of the things I did see is that I think that he must have used to call her house, like, with a private number. (laughs) Yeah. How not? Wait, I should actually say that this, so at the moment, like, this, we're set in, like, the year 2000, so I'm taking you back to the year 2000. Yeah. So 
I think he had actually, so he used to like um, restrict his call. I feel like back then you had to like dial something before you made a call to restrict the yeah, number. Yeah, I think it was star 67 was oh. to make it private and star 69 was to ring back a number that previously called you. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I knew it was like there was two different ones, but I couldn't remember which was which, but that is so funny. So anyway, this one time he's forgotten to like hide his number and Wesley's found out about um, that, obviously that they chat um, and was not happy about it at all. So Zeb had actually been working at the local Walmart mm-hmm. in like the electronics department for about two years. So on the 2nd of Jan 2000, Zeb, who had been saving for a new car, planned to meet his friend and former co-worker, Robert Jason Owens, to look at a Mitsubishi Eclipse that he was interested in. And they say that Robert was probably one of Zeb's only friends. Yeah. And see, I've seen that they're friends and I've seen also acquaintances, like they just used to play pool here and there together. But I guess like... They had met at work, so I'm quite sure that Robert actually used to work at the um, Walmart with Zeb, so that's how they met. Mm-hmm. But they on this particular night, so um, Zeb had been working night shift and they meet after work at the Walmart car park. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they leave in separate cars. So from my understanding, I'm guessing like Zeb's told Robert that he's looking for a car and Robert said... I actually know, do you know what I mean, like the perfect car for you, like we'll go take a look. Yeah. So Zeb follows Robert mm. to this, wherever he's taking him. I think it was like a town or two across, right? Yep. Um, so there's surveillance footage of them showing them inside like a convenience store at around 9.15 p.m. purchasing sodas. Mm-hmm. So shortly after leaving the gas station, Zeb flashes his lights at Robert, like signaling for him to pull over. So apparently like Zeb had received a page and he needed to make a call, but Robert didn't have a mobile. So Zeb left to find a pay phone and told Robert like to stay put on the side of the road. Yeah. Cause back then you, you didn't have a mobile phone. You just had a pager. Yeah. And that was you know like the I... standard thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And, but you know, with a pager, I actually should look this up. Is it just like a number calls you and tells you to call back or is it like a message you receive? It's like a message. Oh, it is a message. Yeah. And it just says like call this number. Yeah, so interesting. So apparently like Robert said it was urgent. So that's why he had gone. Sorry, let's go back. (laughs) Apparently Zeb had said that this like the page he received was urgent. So like that's why he obviously made Robert wait on the side of the road so he could contact whoever was paging him. Yeah. Um, but he didn't tell Robert who that was. So Robert waits for about like 10 minutes and Zeb returns. But when he returns, he's like absolutely frantic. So he cancels their evening plans to go look at this car. And he's in such a rush to leave that he rear ends Robert's car. Yeah. Um, and he apologizes and promises that he'll pay for the damages and it like speeds off. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't, so that's the last time Robert sees Zeb, but this isn't like the end of the evening for Robert. So in the early hours of Jan 3rd, he went to the hospital claiming he'd been involved in a second car accident. So he's treated for head injuries and a broken rib. 
So this was not the accident where Zeb rear-ended him. This was something else. And this is completely different, yep. And he actually says where it is and police look into it and there are no car accidents filed that night. Yep. And the police claim that his injuries are not consistent with the vehicle collision. Yeah, and I think they looked at his car as well and thought, doesn't look like you've had an accident. Yeah, how weird, huh? (laughs) And I'm quite sure that he actually, Robert actually calls in sick to work the next day because of this accident he's been in. So Zeb doesn't return home that night and he's never heard from or seen again. So his poor mum was obviously up worried sick and Zeb isn't like the sort of kid that like, like plays up, like, do you know what I mean, goes out for parties or doesn't go home and stuff like that. Um, so she's quite worried that he hasn't returned any of her pages. She said it's completely out of character for him. Yeah, and I think um, he was a bit of a mama's boy as well. Like yeah. he usually told his mum where he was and what he was doing. And Yeah, and even I think that that night she'd actually paged him to see if he wanted to go out for dinner with okay. her and her partner and he didn't get back to her and she said that's the most unusual thing that usually like even if he's busy he'll let her know what he's doing yeah but I think in the back of her mind like she was just hoping that he was being naughty yeah. like playing up um now there are different reports on when she filed um, a missing persons report I'm pretty sure that she actually filed it on the third. So that's the following day. Um, but it wasn't really taken, I guess, seriously until uh, the 4th when they realised that something is definitely wrong with this whole thing. Yeah. So a guy called Zeb's work, so a guy called Walmart, and told his manager, her name was Paddy, that he was sick and wouldn't be able to work his shift that day. So a guy pretending to be Zeb called Walmart and told his manager, her name was Patty, right, that he was sick and wouldn't be able to work his shift that day. But she, obviously she knows Zeb and she was like, what the heck, like this isn't Zeb. So she kept him on the phone and was asking him like all these random questions and like obviously the stuff he was answering wasn't right, like things about his shift and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did what you said earlier she I actually wrote star 67 but it must have been star 69 him yeah and it called back to like a Volvo dealership like construct I don't know I think it was like a car like I'm guessing it's like the Volvo car dealership but here it said like Volvo construction plant which I don't know if maybe that's where they make Volvos you know yeah um anyway so she star six or star sixty nines. This um, Volvo picks up. Guess who works at Volvo? <laughs> who? Robert Owens. Mm. So this is the guy that Zeb was in uh, was with that night. Yeah. So he claimed that Zeb actually asked him to make like to make a fake call to his work, um, and say that he was sick, but doesn't actually give like why the fudge wouldn't Zeb just do it himself? Like he doesn't actually give a proper explanation as to why the heck he's done this. No, and I feel like the police didn't probe him either. Like when did he ask you this? Did he ask you this in person? Did he ask you this by phone? Exactly. Why did he, like they, they I feel like there was no questions asked about that. It's so freaking annoying. But, um, you know, soon after this, so soon after they tracked down 
this call and stuff, he stops cooperating with police. Mm. But there are some, like, I think there's, like, an interview or two he does, like, it must be in that, because obviously he was the last known person, like, in the few days leading up to that thing. Like, what an absolute idiot. Hmm. <laughs> um, so it sounds pretty obvious, right, that this Robert guy is, like, the main suspect. Yeah. yeah. Really shady main sus- suspect. But remember I was telling you about Misty and her boyfriend? Mm. They were also questioned about, um, just the whole situation, I think because his family knew about the threats that Wesley had made. And this is where stuff gets really weird. So her alibi, right, is that she was having dinner at her mum's with her mum, her boyfriend, and her mum's soon-to-be business partner. So this woman, this business partner, happens to be like Zeb's estranged auntie. Yeah, see, that's weird. Was it like a small town or like? Yeah, I'm pretty. I think that it was a smallish sort of town. Yeah. But um, in saying that, that's freaking weird. Mm, but is. that's that's not even the weirdest part of this whole thing, right? About to get re- a lot weirder. So remember that page Zeb received on the night of the second, like the night of his disappearance. Mm. Police traced that back to Ina's house and after, so this is after they've tracked it back to her house. She then files a police report claiming that her house was broken into that night of the second. After the fact that they traced it back to her house or? Yeah, yeah, after. Indeed. yeah. And nothing was stolen but photo frames were moved. <laughs> And, like, yeah, there was, like, a few things had been moved, right? Mm -hmm. But they still – her alibi is obviously that she's been having – she was having dinner with Misty, her boyfriend, and Misty's mum. So on – so this is, like, two weeks later, right? So on January 16th, they find Zeb's missing car. And it's discovered in a parking lot of a little pig's barbecue restaurant. <laughs> like this just does not sound like, I don't know, um, what's that word? Like appetizing? Yeah. Like a little pig. Yeah. <laughs> little pig's uh, barbecue restaurant. Anyway, so this car, it, like this little piggy's, or well, not piggy's, this little <laughs> pig <laughs> barbecue restaurant is actually located near like a hospital where Actually, I should say all three of Zeb's family um, work. So his grandmother works there, his mum works there, and his sister all work as nurses. Yeah. And it's right near. So it's bizarre, one, that it was parked in this restaurant, but also the fact that it's so close to where, like, do you know what I mean? Like his family work. And also inside this vehicle, police find a live three-month-old black <laughs> Labrador puppy. Yeah, and wasn't the puppy, like, covered in, like, its own poo and wee, like it had been in there for a long time? Yeah. That was so sad. I know. And, oh, and I have to tell you about this puppy, actually, while we're on it, because I was like, what the fuck? This is really, like, sad about this puppy. But a um, one of the investigators actually adopted it. So yeah. at least we know it got, like, a yeah. happy life. Um, they also found in the car a plastic hotel key and they couldn't trace what hotel that was for or room number or anything but you know how like the thing that I'll keep going back to is if it was a smallish sort of town like 
how could they not track where the fudge this hotel key came from? I, I would have thought you could have got, like, extracted that data from it, but I don't know, maybe because it's in the 2000s. But even still, like, put a photo up. And the only, like, the way I'm thinking about it is obviously, like, um, I do reception, right, for, like, there's, like, how many companies, do you mm. know what I mean, in the CBD. But if someone put up a photo of our swipe cards and the number, mm. I'm not saying it would definitely be ours, but I'd be able to tell by, like, the number if it belonged to our building or not. Yeah. And we've worked in two separate um like office buildings in Melbourne CBD. And I could tell you, like, even looking at both, I know which, like, people have come up to me, like, my card's not working. I'm like, well, that's because that's from our old building. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know from the look of them that they're, yeah. you know, what they look like. So I don't know how police couldn't have, like, even just popped up a photo of whatever. I know keys are different, but surely if it's from a hotel, it will have, like, a little thing attached. Yeah. Like, you how know? do they know it was a hotel key? Could be exactly. anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sorry, going back to the stuff that was in the car, there was also several empty drink bottles and a jacket and none of this stuff belonged to Zeb. Yep. Um, on the back of, like the back window of Zeb's car, there was a pair of lips drawn in pinky, like orange lipstick and two exclamation marks. Yeah. And the driver's seat apparently was pushed like close to the steering wheel, which makes police think that someone shorter than Zeb had been driving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also reports of um, – so obviously they put this car up on the news or whatever and like witnesses came forward and said that they had seen that car being driven around. Like this is in a nearby town and it was like a couple – that were driving around in this car. And I don't know, have you seen the sketch? Of yeah. What, do you, I actually am scared of this sketch. It looks like something from a nightmare <laughs> of this girl. Like it is freaking creepy. I'm definitely going to have to put it up, but I will do a little warning because I'm actually creeped the F out by this sketch of um, people actually say this looks like Misty. Yeah. So, but I also find it weird that this was called in two weeks after the car was even found. And, like, if you saw a couple driving a car, why does that spark, like, it, in your mind to write down the rego and make note of who's driving the car? Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, the only thing I was thinking is, like, exactly how do they know that's what they like do I mean to do a sketch or whatever but I'm more thinking maybe the car well I think it was like a 1990 and I could be wrong but it was like a 1990 car so maybe like the people in the other town didn't really know what the heck this car looks like but then when it was found like they put up a picture on the news and they're like hey that was the car we saw last week you know what I mean like that jogged their memory like the yeah but it was like it would have been Four weeks after he disappeared. Yeah, that's so true. And, like, why would – like, sure, if you saw it on the news and you're like, hey, I did see that car, but what are the chances that those people had written the registration down, taken note of the car, make and model, and been able to memorise who was driving and who was a passenger? Yeah, that's so true. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. No, that, that definitely is weird. The weird thing is that it was two weeks after the car had been found and – 
the rego thing, I didn't actually realize that they had the red, like they said this yeah. was the rego number. I didn't actually realize that. That's weird. And yeah, why and, not come forward straight away? Yeah. And people say the sketch like looks exactly like Misty. Like I just feel like with so much time that had passed probably since they saw that car driving, how did they get those details so precise? Yeah, exactly. I actually hope this isn't what Misty looks like because mm. honestly. <laughs> but again, like. Who are these people? Like we don't yeah. know. We don't know yeah. who these people are. Well, it's funny because police actually gathered like hair, uh, hair, fingerprint, and saliva sam- samples like from Misty, mm. but they stated she's not considered a suspect. So obviously, the police must have like taken like the report relatively serious, but had ruled her out through like all this testing they did, and they came out and said that she's not a, a suspect. Whereas Robert, on the other hand, he was considered the main suspect. Yeah. But police didn't have enough evidence, like, to make the arrest. Yeah. You know what I did read online, which I thought was really interesting? Like, you know, obviously we, we haven't even really talked about, like, what the heck does the lips mean and, like, mm. the um, exclamation mark and the puppy and whatever, right? Mm. But someone online seems to think that the puppy and the lips mean, like, puppy love. I was like, that's actually really, like, thoughtful. Like, I didn't even think of that. I think it was just, like, bait. Like, it was, they, you know, it was parked across from where his mum and that worked. Like, whoever parked it there wanted it to be found because they put the puppy in there. Like, yeah, no one's going to leave a puppy in a car and walk by and not say anything. And then I also think that the lips and the exclamation marks, like, if you look at the photo of it, to me it looks like someone's trying to say, like, it's a girl, like it's yeah, a girl yeah. that did it because it's like lips and exclamation mark. Like, uh, yeah, that's just how I feel. Like I feel like someone's put it there to throw people On off. purpose. Yeah, I, hundred, yeah. I 100% think that the puppy was popped there just to create attention, like you said, for the car. So people are like, hang on a sec. Like especially the work, it was at a restaurant. So workers are coming and going from that car park. Like yes. you're going to notice if a car, like if, if your shift, like let's just say starts at whatever it is, nine o'clock, and then you go back out at three or four and the puppy's still in the car, you're going to like, do you know what I mean? You're going to notice it. Um, and like that to me also means that whoever did whatever with him, like knew him because they obviously had mm-hmm. some type of remorse that they wanted his, his car family. to be found. Yeah. yeah. A hundred percent. You know what I do think about this puppy thing though? Like how many black lab puppies would have been in that yes. area? Like why can't they track it? Yeah. Who like, that? Where, what litter was it from? Who sold it? Like where yes. did it come from? That yeah. is literally where my mind goes. Like why wasn't that like a main like avenue to look down? I know that. I did read though that they the police did take like um DNA samples from that puppy. So I guess like later on down the track, if like something was found, they'd be able to like corroborate. I can't get my word out. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like I guess tie it together through the case. But that's literally what's on my mind. Like let's just say you did breed labs. Wouldn't you be like that he was from my litter? Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Or, like, I bought a, a black lab, do you know what I mean, like a week ago. Like, it's just so yeah, weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, <sighs> so the years went by and the case goes com- completely cold because, as I said, they just didn't have enough evidence to charge. Well, they didn't find enough. <laughs> enough. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. <laughs> we should have worked this case. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so this is up until 2015. 2015, yes. Yeah. So um, a lady named Christy, I don't even know how to pronounce, Schnoen. <laughs> That's so Schoen. Schoen is called, I'm so sorry. Christine Schoen Cod and her husband, Joseph Cod, who goes by JT, were reported missing by their families. So as Lockie said, this was like 2000 and March 2015. So Christy was five months pregnant mm-hmm. and she dreamt of opening up her own cafe that served like a locally grown healthy uh, cuisine. Mm-hmm. And she was actually on the um, – on like a, a reality show called Food Network Star. Yep. And her and JT worked behind the scenes together. Like they met on like, um, I actually had to put this in because they actually met working on Without a Trace. <laughs> Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I, do you know I still watch reruns of Without a Trace? It's got <laughs> that Australian guy, um, Anthony LaPaglia. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's about like um, – sorry, I'm getting off track, but I will throw, I'm throwing this in there. Um, it's about like people obviously that go missing and them trying to um, get them, do you know what I mean, before obviously like they – like anything bad happens. And obviously sometimes they don't get there in time and other times they do, but it's pretty much just like a missing person unit and it is so good. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so that's that's the TV show they met on. So she was like a chef. So she used to do like cook for like film sets and stuff like that. Yes. And I think he just worked behind the scenes. So when police conducted a wellness check on their home, um, this is in – oh, gosh, you're going to have to say this for me. Leicester. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds good. Leicester. <laughs> um. So they found their cars in the driveway and their pet dogs inside, not in the car, but inside mm-hmm. the house. Um, but there is no sign of the couple. Yep. So they did have a handyman who became a suspect straight away. Mm-hmm. And wait for it, who the handyman <laughs> was. It was none other than Robert Owens. Mm-hmm. And they so, hired him because they felt sorry for him or something like. Yes. They just wanted to kind of give him a bit of, bit of cash so they just hired him to do random jobs. around Yeah, around their house. Apparently yeah. he actually attended their wedding. So like they, they were really nice to him. Um, they offered him, like I think they gave him a loan and stuff because like they just thought he was down on his luck. Like yeah. this couple did everything in their power to help this absolute moron and <laughs> he – like oh it's actually so upsetting but so I'll quickly take you through so they actually the police received a tip that Robert was seen dumping large bags into a dumpster Mm. and the police located these big bags and found to contain like belongings that belong sorry belongings that belong to Christy (laughs) yeah including her identification so days later, the couple's dismembered remains were found burned in a wood stove in Robert's nearby property. Like I think it's one thing to, to murder someone but to dismember them and just dismember a pregnant person. I know. What the fudge. God. Like this guy's just like not there. Exactly. A hundred percent not there. And wait till you hear what his freaking defense is. This is 
could be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. doesn't even make sense. So according to detectives, Owen said that he accidentally ran over the cods as they were trying to get the car out of a ditch. Also, he accidentally ran over two people. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly right. And he was so worried he was going to go to jail. So he burnt their bodies and sold their personal items, moved their cars, all to make it look like a, a robbery. Yeah, and he drove their car around for a bit, didn't they? Yes. Didn't he? And then he returned it to their house. And can I tell you, um, I also saw a, a report that I think he had actually messaged family from their phones. Yeah, no, that's messed up. But this, and I was listening to, um, I love Lance and, I was going to say Lance Bass. That's <laughs> that guy from NSYNC. No, I do love Lance, but Lance Bass, but Lance and, oh, God. From Generation other- Y. Is that who they're from? They're from Missing Maura Murray. Oh, yeah, okay. Gosh, I'm really sorry to the other guy. But anyway, <laughs> they cover this um, case and they bring on our absolute fave, Bob Roth. Yeah, yeah, it's Generation Y. Oh, is it Generation yeah, yeah. Y? Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, so they cover it and, oh, no, sorry. it's that. That's not Lance, sorry. Lance... And the other guy are from something else, but I think this is Generation Y that I was listening to. So I'm getting yeah. two pods muddled up. But yeah, the Generation Y's guy, Y guys get Bob on there, and I absolutely love the way he thinks because he actually goes by and says, like, if you look at the mo of both crime scenes, they're mm. very similar. As in, the cars are driven around. Yeah. Um, the messages or like trying to cover for like a certain amount of time. Like for instance, Zeb, someone called in sick for work for Zeb and this guy's messaging family pretending to be them just to yeah. give them more time, you know? Um, so I thought that was really good. And that's such a good episode, that Generation Y episode. Mm. Um, also, another strange thing that does happen is police are called to like out to a fire in like the middle of the night. It's like a mobile home. Yep. fire and this belonged to Robert as well and this is two weeks after so this is March 20th 2015 so the structure is completely destroyed which makes you think like was there something in there yeah that he didn't want anyone to find um also Robert's relative one of his relatives actually dobbed on him about a um apparently like in the year like January 2000 so this is when Zeb goes missing, um, he had, Robert had pulled like concrete in an area and said that he was going to make a fish pond, but he never completed this fish pond. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm quite sure that now the police are like all over this. Um, They go up and dig up this area and they find like fabric and leather materials and unknown hard fragments like buried in this property, but they've never come out and said that like it's Zeb or they belong to Zeb. Yep. But after Robert pleads guilty to killing JT, Christine and their unborn child who they had named Skylar, um, he is indicted with first degree murder um, in the death of Zeb Quinn. Mm -hmm. Yep. So as of Jan this year, he is like, as in Robert is still awaiting a trial for the alleged murder, but no trial date has been set. 
Yeah. Because I don't have enough evidence. Yeah. But sure, can I tell you, surely there is enough there to convict him. Yeah, but I don't think they do that. I don't think it's a thing for them to, like, find links in previous crimes that they've done. Like, they'd have to just have the evidence from Zeb's case to be able to try him. And because they didn't bloody ask anything, they've got, they've got nothing. It's so interesting. Well, I guess he's, he's in jail, so now, like, at least we know he is yeah. where he belongs, you know. Yeah. But um, it sucks for Zeb's family mm. because they're probably left wondering, like, what the fudge? Yeah. Like, where is he? Yeah. And, like, there's, like, questions, and I couldn't find anything on this particular thing, but you know how he was going out to see the car that night? There was a few, like, comments online, like, did he have money with him? Yeah, I read this. But I feel like if he did have money on him, it would have been like reported on. Because don't you think it would be easier to sort of like have a motive for murder if he did have all that money on him? Yeah, but I feel like he wouldn't have had the money because he's not going to actually buy a car at 9pm at night. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, I don't think he had the money on him either. But like this Robert Owens guy, like to be to be able to kill a pregnant person five-month pregnant person you're not all there like he, he might not even need a motive to do anything he's just like that messed up in the head so what the heck do you but you know i cannot get over this freaking this call that came from ina's house i hope i'm saying her name right Ina. yeah so I, I, reckon, like, yeah. I reckon he got a page from misty and that was misty breaking up with zeb you know because the boyfriend was just had enough he was like mad and sad and all that about it and that's why he decided to quickly leave and then I reckon that because Robert had witnessed Zeb having this argument with Misty he tried to turn the murder on to Misty by placing that car to make it look like bait you know by making it with the lips and yeah yeah to point out oh this was a girl you know yeah that's yeah, what I, I reckon I mean, I can't, like, I, I love, I need to be able to have motive. Like, I struggle. Do you know what I mean? When a case, like, doesn't have motive. But like you said, he might have just been, like, a loose cannon and, like, the yeah. small, like, maybe he did hit his car and that's what set him off. Yeah. Um, I, that misty thing, like, I find that whole thing completely odd, especially if, like, why is the auntie now? claiming someone's broken in why did they go to, to the aunties to make the thing like to make this um what's it called what's that thing page like yeah and why can't the police no, but they were tra- already there remember they were no, having dinner no they were at the mum's house they were at misty's mum's house mom. Oh, yeah and the page came from the aunties yes oh, okay. isn't yep. that weird so they they weren't at the house I, they were at Misty's, you know what? I feel like it would make so much more sense if they were just having dinner at the auntie's house. Mm, yeah. And this auntie, so this is his dad's sister. And even like the dad's like weird with his sister about it, like something. I honestly think definitely this Robert had something to do with her. Yeah. Whether he's just taken like advantage because he can see the situation unfolding and like, I don't know, he's been, do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, he's a loose cannon, something's happened and he's just gone off at him. But I can't get by that misty thing. Like why the fudge was that page from the auntie's house if no one was there that day? Yeah. 
And then why claim that someone's broken in? It's like she's covering her ass. Mm. But I feel like it's a lot of people to be involved for, the, yeah. for it to be them. And I guess if you look at it logically, they even though she looks creepy, you don't hear anything else that's gone on with her life, whereas this Robert guy's gone on to kill, do yeah. you know what I mean, a pregnant lady and her husband. So you can sort of see, like, common knowledge where it's, do you know what I mean, who's responsible. Yeah. But doesn't um, – I still feel like there are definitely unanswered questions. Yep, definitely. And I feel like, you know what, if Robert did it, he's already, like, serving how many years yeah, in jail. Yeah, just, just say you did it. <laughs> and, t- and give the family some closure. Like, just freaking – ah. Oh. But he obviously isn't a very nice person. So. No. I can't even believe the guy was married. Like, apparently Robert was married. Yeah, apparently his wife was the one that kind of, like, ratted him out. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's good. Yeah. But yeah, that is the sad case of Zeb Quinn. And I mean, as I said, like he's on, um, he's awaiting trial. So I guess let's hope something comes out of that. But like you said, there might just be sitting there for a while. Yeah. It's it's also weird. Like, how do they know that he's been murdered? Like yeah. I know that, yeah, I know that it's it's quite obvious, but like they don't have anything to prove that he's been murdered. So why uh, are they just saying, "Oh yeah, we, we've got this guy for his suspected murder"? Hey, you know what? Unless there is evidence that those, because um, you know how they said there was hard frag fragments. Yeah, maybe they could somehow like connect that to Zeb. And I know this is really bad, but because he did burn, um. Christy and JT's bodies, mm. you'd think that he probably did the same thing with Zeb. Like he probably thought, I've gotten away with this before. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to do the exact same thing. So yeah. they're probably like literally taking apart everywhere he's lived, you know, like going through, I guess, everything and anything they can just to find the slightest bit of evidence to convict, convict this guy. Yeah. But yeah. Mm, weird. So weird. Um, yeah, I wish we knew more, I guess. Me too. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Me freaking too, Lockie. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Another sucky case. Yep. So if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime Canines. Yes, and tell your friends that it helps us so much. And feel free to binge us again if you're bored through lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it. Yes, and okay. yeah, take care, everyone. Until next week. Until next week. Bye. bye.